Good morning. Happy Fun Friday from Simply Remarkable. We're so glad you're here today. And I'm Sue Falcone, your host and founder and CEO of Remarkable, a Speakers Bureau, who is bringing you this show today. Now, why did we want to do this? Just why did we want to do this? Well, we wanted to showcase our awesome talent. And we also wanted you to get to know them personally like we do. Because, yes, I know everyone I represent on our bureau personally. And now you can too. Also, we wanted you to see their value as a speaker or performer so that you never know. It might be your next um, person that you would want to have at your event that you're planning or someone that you uh, know that's planning an event. And you'll see how remarkable they are and how they can help you be remarkable too. Now, thank you for joining us. Spring has sprung and we're glad. And guess what? We have a super surprise for you today. Now, I know that you are all geared up to see the chairman of the board with Ken Knox and hear all about the fantastic legend of music. Well, that didn't happen because Ken and all the group are in an area that is without internet right now. And they don't know, they hope it'll be fixed today and I hope for them it will be, but we will reschedule them and let you know and put that on your calendar. But I just want to let you know, I have the most remarkable team that I represent in the world. Because when we found out this, that it wasn't going to happen as planned, I just had to make a few calls. And we have with us today, back, he's been on our show before, but everyone loved him. So I said, look, can you come on back, please? And he said, what do you need? And here we are. So I want to welcome to our show today, Bart Berkey. Now, he is an international keynote speaker, and he is the author of the bestseller, Most People Don't, and Why You Should. And you know what? This is a perfect example today, Bart, of, of that. You know what? I had a choice this morning. I could have canceled the show. My guest didn't, wasn't able to come. I could have done that. But at Remarkable, that's not what we do. This also shows if you're out there and you ever have an emergency, Remarkable can handle it for you. Because all I have to do is make a few calls. So, Bart, thank yeah. you for coming. Now, yeah, you've been recognized as one of the top extraordinary minds in sales and marketing. So we've got all kinds of things to talk about today. And again, this is this is a fun thing to do because life doesn't always go as planned. Right, Bart? Yes. Yeah. So and you know, our show. And where are you coming from, Bart? Yeah. So I'm based in uh, Northern Virginia, just right outside of Washington, D.C. And so greetings, of course, to all the listeners and all the followers. And Sue, thank you again for being remarkable and representing us so well. So a few things, and you did reference the name of my company, the name of the book. What I really like is that one little story, and I'm all about motivational storytelling. That's, I think, a differentiator with me, because if I share a story on this call, you're going to remember it 22 times more than if I shared a data slide. But the example that you just shared, most people don't show flexibility. 
Well, guess what? Sue and Remarkable Speakers Bureau does. Most people don't accept and adapt. Sue and the rest of the team did exactly that. And you don't need to be um, overly prepared for anything because what I'm sensing from people is that they need real people. I'm not looking at a script. I'm looking at you. I have ideas that I would love to be able to share, but you know, the phone call came what an hour ago. So it's not like I'm reading anything. I don't have anything prepared. I'm going to speak from the heart. That is also what is remarkable Sue about you and the team and the rest of the speakers too. All you had to do was pick up the phone. I saw that caller ID saw it was Sue Falcone and I'm going to pick it up. And you said, can you do me a favor? And my answer was yes, whatever you need, what is it that you need? And of course I will help you, but that's the real difference in doing and what you have established as an organization and as a, as a speaker, as a remarkable speakers bureau is very unique and just very, very special. So I'm thrilled to be able to share some ideas and thoughts this morning on fun Friday. Did I get it right? Fun Friday. Yeah. Okay, good. Fun Friday. Yeah, definitely. Because you know what? We need to have fun at work, don't we? Yes. I don't think that's a bad thing. I, re I really don't. Because if we're not having fun, how can our clients and our customers and our employees and the people that uh, work with us, how can they enjoy life? I want to make this a better world. And so that's what we're going to do today. That's how we do this. Now, Bart, had you ever thought about what it would take mm -hmm. to make sure that we could handle the tough things in life? Because you've seen a lot of people, you've talked to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. How can we do that? How can we help others make it through those times? Yeah, it's, first of all, we have to be present with each other. And a friend of mine a couple of weeks ago gave this statement that we need to be available to be interrupted. Available to be interrupted. If I am walking through life and I am just so focused on my mobile phone, I'm not having a chance to be able to look up, to see other people, to observe, to anticipate, and to over-deliver how I might be of service. When we get into that time frame, it is just simply incredible what we can do and how we can offer things to people. I'll share with you, Sue, and the rest of the listeners this morning, just a quick little story. Uh, gosh, it was last Friday, a week ago, it was my birthday. And I was, um, I typically tell everyone it's my birthday. It's my birthday. I'm kind of a kid that way. My wife said, what would you like to do? I said, I'd like to go out to breakfast. She said, okay, I have a couple of calls to make, but why don't I meet you at the breakfast restaurant? Terrific. So I'm there. Um, I get a coffee. I wait to order. The server comes around. Are you ready to order? No, I'm waiting for my wife. Are you ready to order? No, I'm waiting for my wife. Are you no, I'm waiting for my wife. So this is like an hour and a half and I can't reach her. I see that her mobile phone is almost out of battery. I know she's busy. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm just going to order breakfast for myself. I had it by myself. And then I was really feeling sorry for myself. I went next door to a Starbucks, a coffee shop. And I thought, you know what, let me do some work here for a few hours. My wife did finally reach me. She said, I can meet you for lunch. Great. Well, I'm sitting there at a big, big table. I have all my papers spread out, my computer and external monitor. And I see two ladies about 80 years old come in. 
and they eye my table kind of like, does he really need all that room? And I see them starting to push these little two top tables together. And I thought, I don't need all this room. Ladies, you know, good morning. Do you need this space? Are you expecting more people? And they said, you know, it would be so kind. We meet here every Friday at 11 a.m. We've been friends for years. There's going to be about nine or 10 of us. It would be great. I'm like, not a problem. So I move my things and then I begin moving chairs around just to kind of help them out because I simply observed. I watched, I observed, and I thought, let me let me help them. Let me help them. They're nice people. So so we start to, to get to talking and I tell them, well, I expect my wife to be here, but she kind of blew me off for the, the breakfast birthday meeting. So, you know, we'll see if she shows up here. And you could tell that they were um, engaged in the conversation. We just had really some lovely dialogue. And then um, my wife ends up, um, I see her parking in the lot. She's beginning to approach. And I said, wouldn't it be funny if she thought I'm going to be here sitting by myself, being all sad, let me just join you. Let me bring my, my chair up and let me sit with you, uh, the ladies, about eight or nine people with my cup of coffee. Let me just, you know, just to kind of fool her. Well, we, we get ready to do that, and one of the people runs next door to a bake shop and comes by and has purchased me a small little birthday cake. Oh, wow. Out of nowhere, out of nowhere. And they start singing to me as soon as my wife walks in. It happened to be my favorite pie or cake, uh, Boston cream pie that I've in the world. That's my favorite. They were singing to me and they didn't even know my name because essentially I'm a stranger that helped them out with a table. So when they were singing, I had a point and say, happy birthday, dear Bard. But it made such an impression on my heart that these people that were friends opened up their heart, their pocketbook, their thoughtfulness to include me, to make me feel special. That's the message and that's the power that we all have. We have superpowers to be able to make people feel a certain way. Like Maya Angelou would say, they're not going to remember what you said or what you gave them, but they're going to remember how you made them feel. The reason why I share that story, that if I had not been observant and anticipating and watchful and try to over deliver just by helping, they wouldn't have done the same for me, observant, anticipating, and over-delivering. But that's how we can help people. That's how we can help people, simply by paying attention and by looking up. Uh, th there was another story just quickly. I was in Pittsburgh Christmas Eve visiting my, my relatives. There was a gentleman, probably 24, 25 years old, that was homeless on the street, holding up a sign. It was minus 11 degrees, freezing. And I asked him, do you have a place to stay? Do you have warmer clothes? What do you need? And he didn't have a scarf. So I went next door and bought him a Steeler scarf, $20 out of my pocket, no big deal. I saw him about two weeks ago when I went back to Pittsburgh and he remembered me. He remembered what I did for him. He remembered that I got him a cup of coffee, that I got him a scarf, that I gave him a gratitude stone. In fact, he called it a pet rock. And he said, my life is getting better because people like you recognize me and see me as a human being, as a person. My life is getting better. 
But if I would have been so focused on not looking at someone on the street looking for money, if I would have been so focused on my phone or living so much in my own world, not thinking about others, I wouldn't have been able to help him. And that little gesture, and I'm not saying that what I'm doing is remarkable. I'm simply paying attention. But Sue, to answer your question, I think that's what we all can do. We can pay more attention to other people. And if we think we're having a bad day, just look up and see what's out there. Oh, I have one more story. Do you want one more story, Sue? Sure. Okay. Uh, it, along those lines, I was having what I thought was a bad day. Right. Someone that said they were going to send, sign a contract and hire me for a speaking engagement. They said they were going to give me the contract on Tuesday and it was already Thursday. Well, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's happening? How come maybe they don't like me anymore? Maybe they don't have their funding. Was I too expensive? Was it not expensive enough? Did they watch my TED talk and like it or did they not like like all of this worry? And a friend of mine shared, and I think you'll appreciate this and your listeners will appreciate this. I stepped out of the store in which I was just shopping. And I was thinking negative thoughts. A friend of mine suggested, try saying out loud sometime, show me how good it can be. Show me how good it can be. So I did that. I stepped outside of Trader Joe's. I looked up. I did this. And it wasn't directed to anything or anyone other than the universe. And whatever you believe, God, creator, universe, energy, show me how good it can be. And as soon as I said that, Sue, right around the corner was a girl being pushed in a wheelchair, probably 11 or 12 years old, by her mother. And you could tell it was her aunt that was with her. And they were laughing and smiling and they were happy. At that moment, that was the universe showing me, Bart, your life is not bad at all. Get out of your own head. Open your eyes and to see what good there is. Here's someone that's in a wheelchair, yet she is happy and laughing and smiling. And you're so worried about not getting a contract back that's two days delayed. Your worries are nothing. Open your eyes, see others, be observant, anticipate what others need, over deliver. And boy, that just makes things so much better for everyone. It certainly does. And you know what? This is what this time is about. I love people to share. We have an active chat line here. And if you're out there um, and wanting to have a comment or a question to ask us, please do that. And also, when I when you were talking about this and all, I could see people today, and I hear a lot from people saying that they've lost hope in their dreams. And I said, oh, why? They said, well, you don't understand. And I said, I totally understand. I said, I've got dreams. No matter your age or stage, we have dreams. And people are sitting around saying, that's just not going to happen. I just can't make that. I just can't do that. How can we, we've got to be that light to say, yes, you can. It may not always be the easiest way or the path, but we can make it happen. So help us understand not to give up our dreams. No. Wow. What a powerful question, Sue. Thank you for, for asking it and, and including me today. 
I just was on a call the other day, uh, Wednesday, in fact, with a very good friend of mine. And he said in a very polite, calm, confident, appreciative way, Bart, I look at what you're doing and I'm sometimes envious. I said, I don't want you to be envious, but tell me more. I look at what you're doing. You don't have to wear a tie to work anymore. You're wearing, you're going from ties to t-shirts, right? I'm wearing my, my bangles, my beads, my necklaces. Um, maybe I shaved today. Maybe I didn't shave today. No one is telling me what to say or how to say it. I am getting to be my authentic self. That's what he saw in me chasing my dreams, leaving Ritz Carlton and Merit Luxury Brands after 16 years when COVID hit because I had a choice. I could continue to stay to see what was going to happen in the travel world, or I could pursue what I felt was a calling and something that I really wanted to be able to do was to share stories with ideas to help people to make them feel better. He's looking at me one way. I'm envious. I wish I could be like you. And I said, you can, you can, like, it's not easy what we do. There's ups and downs. There are slow periods. There's busy periods. There's time away from family. There's a lot of ups and downs. And we have to do essentially everything. Our marketing, our creative, our selling, our contracting, our administrative. Great. But I would not want to be doing anything else than what I am doing right now. How can we encourage other people to do that? And it, I go back to what my son and my daughter said when they were little. And in fact, I have this recorded somewhere. Um, my, my son and daughter, when we were talking about what did they want to do for a career, and this was probably when they were six or seven years old, they said, well, we're going to look at what we like to do. And then we're going to see what makes us happy. And we're going to do more of that. Wow. What do you like to do? What makes you happy? And how can you do more of it? And with technology these days, there are more opportunities for people to pursue what they really want to do. I had breakfast last weekend with a gentleman who had worked for um, a Fortune 500 company for a long time. He took an early retirement, but then they encouraged him to come back and do some consulting. And he said, Bart, I just don't know what I'm going to do when this contract runs out because I will officially be retired. And I said, well, what do you like to do? And we talked about things. And it wasn't until he started talking about coaching people and mentoring people that the light bulb went off and he got bright and excited. That's the answer. So what do you like to do? And then how can you make a living out of it, either doing it full-time or part-time? And it doesn't always need to be full-time. It could be weekends. It could be evenings. But as long as you are filling that part of your heart that is wanting to do something that is making you passionate, feeling fulfilled, and feeling content, and we go through this process when I'm presenting to attendees, I ask individuals, what is one thing that they know they should do personally that they've not yet had a chance to do? And then I ask them the same question. What is one thing professionally that you know you should do that you've not yet had a chance to do? And when I ask the personal question, there's so many people that want to write a book. They want to start their own business. They want to get more fit and healthy. And this is what I suggest they do. They come up with one goal, just one thing, one thing that they know they should do that is going to be bring brightness to their day. And then 
evaluate are they doing their best each and every single day to take steps toward making it happen. I'll give you a quick example. Someone should not probably put, my goal is to lose 25 pounds because the only time that they're gonna be able to check that off is when they have lost 25 pounds. But if they change and reframe the structure of, I wanna become more fitness oriented, I wanna focus on my health and fitness, and then they track it every single day by am I doing my best toward getting more fit? Am I doing my best toward finding more my passion? Am I doing my best toward writing a book? And if they're doing their best and they're keeping track of it, let's say them giving themselves an A if they did their best or an F if they didn't, as long as they are taking steps toward doing what they want to do, then they can get anything done. Just imagine, I wanna write a book. Okay, well, step one is being able to write more. So today to do my best is I'm going to write a story. I'm going to put it in a place where I can remember it and record it and, and have it there. Great. If I wrote a story today, I'm going to give myself an A, right? I did my best toward writing my book. And guess what? I'm going to do the same thing tomorrow. And if I did my best tomorrow to write another story, I am doing my best toward accomplishing my goal. When you think about it that way and you put it into the perspective, it's much easier to think about. And then you realize anything that you want to do, you can get done. Give yourself some grace, come up with realistic goals, hold yourself accountable, make it fun, which we started talking about. You'll be able to get it done and you're going to feel so much better. And that's the key. That's the key to dreams. Mm -hmm. uh, they're only a dream and a wish if you don't write them down and if you don't practice something daily to get to that dream. But it's it's a process. It's yeah. pro you're making progress, but you know people want they want it instant today, right? Right. <laughs> we live in this instant world like it's just gonna magically happen today. Well, mm -hmm. it's not. And once you realize that, it's like okay, how can I enjoy this trip? and have fun because that's where that part comes in because if you're not having fun at it you know you're going to quit you know you're going to not ever get there but you're going to say oh i really regret i didn't i didn't write that book or i didn't do this or i didn't help someone or i didn't do this and i don't want to live in regrets you know that's it i i don't because i certainly don't choose to do that yeah. but again we all always get asked, well, is there a time limit or an age limit where you, where you have dreams? And I said, there's not for me. There's no age or stage, you know, and I'm telling people that because purpose and life is what keeps us going and keeps us positive and keeps us available to help others. So that's the key, I think. And you've just hit on it with your stories. I love that because that's who we are. We're mm -hmm. storytellers, mm -hmm. whether we're actually speakers or writers or performers or any of that in that industry. But in your work right out there today, no matter what you're doing, you do tell stories because yeah. really that's life and that's fun. And we love to hear your stories. Yeah. That's it. That's why yeah. we love to hear. We love people. Yeah. We were talking about this earlier mm -hmm. uh, because I believe as a bureau and as a person, virtual is here to stay some people look at me like 
two. I'm done. Well, no, we're not having that. We won't do that. I said, you know what? Here's the deal. I'd miss so many blessings and so many connections if I couldn't do virtual. Yes. Because it's hard to travel around and do all those things and be able to meet the people that you feel like really impact your life, but you can hear. Mm -hmm. I just see that. So I think people that have said virtual is gone, done, we don't want it, need to rethink because they're missing out on what could be. Now, do you have to do good at it? Yes. Mm -hmm. You have to do your best. You know, I had to do some things and we got to realize on this virtual, you know, on this live streaming and all, it doesn't always work right, does it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't. I mean, we've had some glitches and all, but we're not quitting because of the glitches. Right. Because there's still value and there's still, we go on even with the glitches and that's the key. So. Yeah. Where do we end up at in our dreams, though? Yeah. What, what brings fulfillment in life when we are working on our dreams? Let me ask yeah. you. That. Yeah, so. no. In Sue, so as you you referenced a couple of terms there, doesn't matter what age or stage, it doesn't matter. I have a friend that has recently gone through retirement, and she's not going to say retirement. She's going to say rewirement. Okay. I and, love that. Yeah, rewirement. So it doesn't matter the age or stage, and you can rewire anything that you want to be able to learn and do. Uh, it is it is a journey, and people need to make sure that they are enjoy, enjoying the journey. And you might often hear about celebrities that are very, very wealthy. They were thinking that if they got another car, it was going to make them happy. If they got another vacation house, it was going to make them happy. Often you hear from these people that another thing is not going to make them happy. It's the feeling of, of it's the feelings that they get that will make them happy. And sadly, you, you might even hear about very wealthy celebrities that will turn to drugs because they can't get the feeling of joy anymore from traditional things. So they turn to substance abuse on occasion. But if you just imagine there is so much feeling in what we can do. And as long as we're enjoying the journey, I presented to a group, the same group last, last week. And a woman came up to me and said, you have no idea the impact of the story of what you just shared. And I said, tell me why. Part of my presentation, I don't want to give away too many secrets, but part of my presentation, I will often have what is called the blue screen of death. And it's when your computer might overheat or crash, you'll get just this blue screen with a little bit of white writing on it. I have an image of that, a screen capture when I'm presenting and I share that on the screen. And everyone, if I don't tell the AV team, in the room, in the ballroom or the conference center, they usually freak out a little bit, but everyone is like, oh no, look what happened. The reason why I share that screen is that I want people not to wait. It's not too late. You don't know when your computer is going to crash. You don't know when 
your job might go away. You don't know when you might choose to lose your job. You don't know when you might have a health scare. You don't know when the internet is going to go down. We need to make sure that we are trying to do our best to enjoy each and every moment. She came up to me and she said, when you talked about the don't wait aspect, because you don't know when things are going to happen. I have to share with you, we were chasing after Canada for a long time. They were supposed to start on Monday. The hiring manager calls me at nine o'clock. Your candidate's not here. What happened? What happened? Let me do some research. I'm so sorry. Let me do some research. Ended up that this gentleman had a stroke Sunday night, the day before he was supposed to start this new job. And he passed, sadly, he passed away. She said, it's just another reminder that I'm not going to wait. I'm not going to do these woulda, coulda, shouldas. I want to take action today. Part of the stories that I also share, it's about people that are focused on fitness and well-being to take a choice and make a choice to do what most people don't do. And I share this study that was done in Europe between people taking the stairs and escalator. And only a very small percentage of people take the stairs. Only 1% of people take the stairs. Okay. Even when they're encouraged, even when they know, but when they hear a certain story that would remind them of why it's important to take the stairs, that's what I share in the presentation. And as soon as I concluded the presentation earlier this week, they sent me a picture of their entire team taking the stairs in a stairwell. And they just said, because of you, we're focusing on things that we want to get done. And it's not too late. They're not going to wait. That is so true. Well, look, 30 minutes goes by fast. I mean, it really does. Here we are. So in closing, one quick question to you. Yes. What is one thing you're going to do today to be mm -hmm. remarkable? What am I going to do today to be remarkable? Um, today we work in, uh, I have office space in a collective work environment and there are still people that are coming to use this space, even though this business will be ending later on today. I will make sure that I am remarkable by making people feel um, grateful for the time that we spent. And I will also make sure that I am putting forth the effort to continue the relationship with all the people that are entrepreneurs and business owners that have worked in this collective space every single day. We are going to stay together. We're going to find a new place together. We're going to celebrate each other. So that's something that I think most people would not do, but we're definitely going to do that. And I will do that to be remarkable today. So. Wow. That's great. That's great because things happen. So we, you can make that. And to our audience out there, we want to know what are you going to do today to be remarkable? We'd love for you to put it in the chat or we'll be rebroadcasting this. You can put it in the comments anywhere that we can know, because we'd love to hear that. Did we have an impact on you today? We hope so. And I know that you will join us again next Friday because you never know what happens here. You just don't. And we just love it. But next Friday, April 7th, our guest is going to be the award-winning, international, sought-after keynote speaker, one of the top futurists and innovations expert in the world, a best-selling author, where his What Customers Crave is used by top brands to design their customer experiences. 
and innovation strategies. Wouldn't that be nice? It was also featured as the top 50 marketing books by Mashable and LinkedIn top summer reads. He has 40 patents and is a filmmaker. You won't want to miss meeting Nicholas, known as Nick Webb, rated as one of the top keynote speakers in the world. So don't put that on your calendar. You won't want to miss that. And subscribe to our YouTube channel so you won't miss an episode. This is our 31st episode today. Well, we're continuing on. And you can also go back and view, review any episodes because we can't always remember everything, Barth, that you said today, but at least we've got it recorded and they can find it. And we hope you have a remarkable spring weekend. Looks great out there. And we will see you again next Friday. Bye, Bart. Have Bye. A Thank you, too. Thank, Thank you. Also. So Thank, much. You. Thank you so much for saying yes.